Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast on Coronation.com and hosted on JitteryMonkey.com, the Jittery Monkey uh, family of podcasts, or, yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, This is episode number 14. I am one half of your uh, dynamic duo. My name is Greg Bahochko. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, fellow Husker fan, and longtime broadcast buddy, and his name is Brian Toll. Brian, welcome to the... In between, between the regular season and the bowl season, sir. In between, sure, okay, I like that. I didn't want to call everybody it the off season because well, everybody calls it recruiting. Okay, well, th- th- that's that's why we but, keep you on hand to keep me in the check and keep me in check, you yeah. know. Um, uh, well, let, let's talk briefly, and, and I do not want to dwell on it because I want this to be as happy of a podcast and positive and uplifting as it can be. Uh, last week. Nebraska went to Iowa City, except uh, for the most part, it seems like they kind of forgot to get off the bus. Uh, you had Ace Hardware Tommy Armstrong with his elastic strip hamstring. Not sure how that even works. Um, and you had a a drubbing, if you will, 40-10 to 10 loss to Iowa, and it hurts me to say it, man. It's been a week. We, we're recording this Friday night. You're going to hear it in just a few hours. Uh, but that one was tough. And I'll admit, I, I was hoping that my day after Thanksgiving, my Black Friday, which I spent at work, would be quiet. And uh, for the most part, it was. I, I got up, watched, uh, you know, some I – don't, I don't think – I think still College Game Day was on Saturday, so there wasn't College Game Day to look forward to. But um, I'm, I'm hanging out at work. Uh, it, it is relatively quiet naturally until the Husker game comes on. I'm able to watch uh, the bits and pieces of the first quarter. I missed the second and third quarters, and I'm I'm driving home, and I get home just in time to start the fourth quarter. And by that point, you know, the score was what it was. It, things were out of hand, and it just was U-G-L-Y, and it did not, sir, have an alibi. Did you really just come out with that with your mouth? Yeah, I, I like to go old school from time to time. <sighs> Taking it back to the old school because I'm an old fool who's so cool. Stop. No. <laughs> no. Mac, Dad will make you jump. No. Jump. No. I'll end this right now. <laughs> I will hang up. <laughs> We'll have a one-sided podcast for the next five minutes because it'll be a short one if Brian leaves me. <laughs> there's, there's no reason that that needed to happen. Ice, ice, baby, too cold. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. I will seriously hang up. All right, I'm done. So anyway, um, let's talk a little bit about that Iowa game. Because again, I don't want to dwell on it. Um, you, I, I know, I'm sure you took the time to sit there and watch 
everything and and follow the um, feedback online, the game threads and things like that. Um, what were your over? What, what was your take from last Friday? Nebraska played their really first bad game of the year. I mean, it, and I'm I not, mean, I'm, be, I'm not crapping on them, but, but, couldn't you, could you not say that the Ohio State game was a bad game? It was a bad game, but for different I reasons. The, yeah, I think because there was a talent level that you know you should be able to, you can understand the talent level discrepancy and so on. Iowa. Iowa doesn't have better players than Nebraska, which was the maddening thing because they played better than Nebraska did. That's the matter. That's the maddening thing to watch. I think. I think. Off- I think defensively was more. You know, I I, I understood Tommy offensively more than anything in the world. Okay, I, I, I get that he played hurt. It was really kind of a six half dozen with um, Riker and him, and it was hell or high water. You know, pick your death. But. I think defensively, Nebraska just probably, you know, the run that they scored on where linebackers and safety looked bad. The next play where, you know, the play action just right over where McCarron hit it. It just, that's the more frustrating thing. You figured Nebraska, and, and get it, yeah, there's going to be bad games, but there comes a point where you don't you expect games to not go like that that downhill that fast. I think that's a more frustrating thing. Now, the one thing I think we need to understand is that this it doesn't discount the season. You know, a lot of people are sitting there going, "Oh, you remember? Oh, we lost to Iowa. The season was worthless." No, the season wasn't worthless. Okay, Nebraska won the games they were supposed to win. Okay. You can say save Iowa. Okay, I, I buy that. But, you know, Nebraska won the games that they were supposed to win against the teams they were supposed to beat, um, which last year wasn't the case. And we know this, you know. And, and if your argument is, well, they're supposed to be beating those teams. Well, what, what's worse? You complaining that they only won the games they're supposed to win and were 3-2 and two in the coin flips or losing a game they're supposed to win. Like Purdue. Which, yeah, or Illinois. Yeah. Wh- which, wh- what would you complain about more? I Overall, I'm, you know, second season with Riley and company, and we had a, a four-point swing in regular, or four-win, uh, four four-game swing in regular season wins, you know. Um, and, and overall, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with that. But what, what I do like about it is that, you know, there's obviously no no time or or opportunity to sit on your laurels. I mean, you you've got to be aggressive and you've got to continue to recruit and you've got to continue to develop your talent. And I mean, w- w- is it safe to say? I I think it's safe to say, but let me get your opinion that Nebraska is like they're right there and that they're you know maybe maybe a a, a key player or two away from just being like a Wisconsin or maybe a handful of players away from being in Ohio state or are we, are we leagues away from that yet? I mean, I think you're leagues away from Ohio state, but you got to understand you're also at or close to be better than the Wisconsin's, the Iowa's, you know, um, 
maybe it's one of those things that, you know, you have the players that can play your system better. I think that's a fair question. I think starting next year, there's no real excuse that Nebraska shouldn't have that. Um, you know, we, and everybody loves Tommy because he's tough and everything, but at the same time, you know, sometimes with Tommy, it's a square peg and a round hole. Tommy was all running the offense. Yes. And again, know. we we like you said, we love Tommy. Uh, the kid's got moxie. You know, there's something about him. I'm gonna knock my dog out because she's making noise. Um, there's something about Tommy that you know that that grit your teeth and and go out there and, and keep fighting. Attitude. But you're right. He was a player for a Pelini system. He's not the quarterback for a Riley Langsdorf system. I think we've seen that, and I'm excited to see what the spring brings. And I'm not trying to jump past the bowl game, and I'm sure we'll mention it again after the bowl game, uh, but I'm excited to see what the spring brings as far as quarterback competition. And I'll say this. This is a year that Langs and Riley kind of created the offense for Armstrong and what they have, okay? Mm-hmm. They went more run first type of thing. Um, now, you're going to look at the stats up to the bowl game, and they've ran one less time. You know, oh, they've only ran one less time than they did last year. Well, number one, last year that was 13 games, you know, where it's at 12 games now. But also, you got to remember something. Okay. Um, they threw – they. They've ran a hundred less plays than Which, they have last year. It'll it'll equal out in the bowl game. You know, it'll get closer in the bowl game. But yeah, remember, they're not going to run a um, hundred games or a hundred uh, plays in the bowl game. But yeah, what you're saying. I mean, we saw. I think maybe not in in all situations, or certainly, I, I think when the bulk perhaps of Nebraska fans would have wanted, but we saw more game management, clock control. You know, you go back to the Illinois game, for example, uh, when you're just running it down their throats and you're chewing up, you know, you know, you got 14, 15, 16 plus play drives, um, you know, and you're chewing up 10, 11 minutes per possession. I mean, you are, you're not just airing the ball out, throwing it, you know, perhaps three times, kicking it away or, six times and kicking, you know, something like that. You are, I don't know. It, it, it's I, the way they played the clock at, you know, at times yeah. as their ally this year. I, I, I was yeah. impressed by that. Here, here's, here's the difference. Okay. Last year before the bowl game, Nebraska ran it 434 times. Okay. Mm-hmm. This year they ran it 495 times before the bowl game, before the bowl game, obviously. They've thrown it this year. They've thrown it 358 times. Last year they threw it 439 times. Okay. And again, you're not going to make up 80 passes in one game, obviously, especially with the quarterbacks that we have. But let's let's find differences. Last year, before the bowl game, they had 21 interceptions. This year, nine. Last year they only caused eight interceptions for the bowl game. This year they've caused double that, 16. Okay. Um, they average about the same pass, seven to seven and a half a pass. You know, they've, they've you know, they had 873 total plays last, last year before the bowl game to 853 plays. Here's a kicker. Here's what makes it life easier. 
The opponents this year have run 779 plays. Okay. Last year was 828. That's 50 plays. Yep. Ish. Were, you know, ballpark. Yeah. 49, 50. You know, and, we always complained, you know, if they didn't have that extra play, you know, one less play would have won the game for Nebraska. Well, that's, you know, four plays a game, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and it sounds odd, you know, it sounds menial, but that adds up through the year. So. I, I guess what, it, you know, people, who, I, there were, after the Iowa loss, there were people on social media, which, again, we cannot stress enough, after a loss, especially when you're, emotional and probably a little intoxicated it's never good to hop on social media and vent your frustrations and as we have said for a long time long time believers here at coordination you absolutely don't need to tweet those frustrations at players or recruits it doesn't look good on us as you know the greatest fans in college football it man it kind of makes you look like an ass um but okay it it, it makes you look like an ass um but I, I forgot where I was going with that. Okay, moving on. Oh, oh no. Um, you know there there were there were people after the Iowa loss saying, uh, uh, you know, like fire Mike Riley, fire Mike. It, it boils down to this. And yes, we would have liked to have beaten Iowa. Certainly, we would have liked to have beaten Wisconsin and Ohio State. Obviously, you want to go undefeated. You don't want to lose a game. Nobody wants to lose a game. But would you rather have another five win regular season? Or are you happy with the four-game progress you saw and having a nine-win regular season? And if you're not happy with the nine-win regular season in year two of the program, and it's not because we've become complacent and we're just a nine-win team, it's a step in the right direction. Yes, we were frustrated with the, the record last year being five and seven after the regular season. And yeah, we feel like we could have, um, and, and not we, but we feel like perhaps I, the team should have played better, maybe come away with one or two more wins. Obviously, you'd like to finish. Uh, you like to see your team finish the regular season in double-digit wins. But let me tell you, there are more teams that are going to have double-digit losses than that are going to have double-digit wins. Get over it. You're still on the the. You're still trending in the right direction, and you know what? You've got a coach that you can get behind. And I don't say that just because he's a nice guy. He is. I think nobody's going to argue that. But he's not calling the fans' names. He's got the support of, you know, the the administration boosters, the team. He's he's a fun guy, and he's getting good recruits. And and I'm I'm not even the recruit guy. Brian is the recruit guy, and he can tell you about the recruit news. And they're hiring somebody that is pretty damn good at recruiting. Let, let's talk about because after I think it was Sunday after the game, um, a a uh, program assistant coach was relieved of duties and freed up a salary. Golly gee, Brian, I just can't remember how much that uh, gentleman made. Do you happen to know that number? Somewhere between four hundred and five hundred thousand. That is not a bad number. Um. I'd like to make that much. I certainly would. Um, Good say now, really. Yeah. Now, that being said, we had some developments earlier today, again, Friday the uh, 2nd, uh, some developments in that 
regard. And I think even as late as earlier tonight, uh, sources were reporting that it was close to being a done deal. But Brian, tell us who is at least, and I don't want to say likely, I don't want to jinx it. In fact, I'm going to, I knock on wood anyway. Um, but who is it that name that's out there and where is he coming from and what is, what is he really good at doing? You spent like 20 minutes on that intro. You're welcome. I mean, no, I'm not. I, that, um, I I'm building it up. You got to hype it up, man. Now, now, now I've, I've, now you got to deliver. Okay. Guy's name's Dante Williams. He's, he was, he is currently quote unquote, the cornerbacks coach and the recruiting coordinator for Arizona football. Um, the Arizona Wildcats. He was the, um, secondary guy. I think, um, defensive coordinator at San Jose state a couple years ago. Um, alma mater Syracuse. Um, one of the one of the top fifty recruiters in America, um, according to two four seven, um, the third best recruiter in the Pac twelve, according to two four seven. Um, I'll name some names and uh, see if they're familiar with guys he's in on. Greg Johnson, Nathan Tilford, Joseph Lewis. Sound pretty familiar if you're uh, Darnay Holmes, Thomas Graham, Jalen Johnson. Now I, I want I want to speak to pretty that. Familiar, you hanging me out. I want to speak to that uh, that that Darnay Holmes name because there are uh, some some friends of ours uh, who who dropped their show earlier in the week over at the Big Red Copcast, and uh, and Pat and Ryan are awful uh, high and 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 uh, say really nice things about Mister Holmes. Ryan had suspected that after that Iowa loss, and and I just want you to, uh, I guess, uh, explain a little bit. But but Ryan expressed concern, thinking that perhaps some of the recruits may have cooled on Nebraska, and you very bluntly said, and with an expletive in there as well, that that none of the recruits are cooling. You know, I told him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Expletive, expletive. Um, but uh, uh, what, Phyllis? In I mean, what, what's your what, what, what's your knowledge? What, what, where are you? What are you seeing? What are you following? Phyllis, in man. Um, well, everybody's gonna be in Los Angeles this weekend. Uh, they're in Los Angeles tomorrow. Check out um, Calabasas in their championship game. Calabrasca. And, sure, um, and a really cool rule. When it comes to official visits, everything resets on Sunday. So so you can do an in-home visit on Saturday, quote-unquote, or Friday with these guys. Mm-hmm. And then the clock resets on Sunday, so you can go in the house, go and do another in-home visit the very next day and hang out the entire weekend and with the guys you want to see, like Joseph Lewis, like um, Darnay, like Brendan Radley, Hiles. Guys like that, so shit. And I'm not. I don't say this with any type of judgment or or any type of negative thoughts. But if you are a Nebraska recruit from not Calabasas, do you look at this and be like, man, I wish they would give me some of the just a fraction of the attention that they're giving these guys? And I'm. I know. I know that that you know the staff is plentiful and everybody's getting. You know, phone calls or texts. You know, as 
as the NCAA rules allow. But you know how how many how many of the Nebraska staff members are going to be in California this weekend? Not all of them. Right. Not all. I who, think like six. We got like six of them. Who 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 do you think's in in California? Uh, or or Riley's, or based Riley on based on today. Twitter and other social media information. Riley and Perella were both in Oklahoma tonight. They're probably Perella and Riley will be in Waco tomorrow for um, Bishop Dunn, who's got Shevin Calloway, the the Daniels kid, the the DT kid. Um, they'll be there, and a bunch of other Langsdorf Williams, um, Langsdorf Williams. Stewart, and probably couple, and one more guy. I'm, I'm not sure exactly who will probably. Tavita will probably be in LA for uh, Tavita. Tavita actually went. Take that back. Tavita went to Sacramento um, to go see Josh Follow up in Sacramento, and then he'll probably go down to LA with those guys. But but it, it, it's a crude. It's it's a cool move. I mean, you're, you're sending. You know, I think Banker's going to be there too. Um, you're sending who they be playing for there i mean there's no really dt wise so riley's with perilla trying to lock that down mm-hmm. and you know it's not like this is the first time you're seeing these kids is multiple times so sure and, and again i know it, it it's always a good omen you're gonna have to refresh my memory though it, it's always a good omen when a uh a high school athlete you know flies into Nebraska on their dime, and who was it? Was it was it Holmes that did that earlier this season for like his third visit in, or am I? Am I Lewis. Oh, it was Lewis. Okay, and he is a big cornerback uh, or wide, wide receiver, receiver five star wide receiver. And Holmes is the is another wide receiver, or can play Just both sides. Holmes, Holmes can do both corner. What? Uh, because I mean, here's, if you think funny, if you think of Joseph Lewis, funny, if you think of Keyshawn Johnson Jr., Darnay Holmes, I mean, and then aren't they also targeting an athlete from Detroit? Um, the one kid that uh, he's probably not coming. Um, the uh, crap, what's his name? I know, I mean, right? Is it, uh, we, sorry, no, it's okay. It, it, I put you on you the spot. You have to understand, folks. I get brain lock. There's so many names to remember. Here's the thing, um, not that I... the, and not to say the name doesn't matter, but he is, you know, a, a, if I remember correctly, a wide receiver, Donovan, a cornerback. Donovan, Donovan People Jones. Okay, I knew there was a hyphen in that last name. Does that help? That 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 ship's that ship's probably sailed. Okay. So, well, I, I would say that Michigan's getting him. Here, here's the deal with Lewis, right? This is what needs to be surprised. He's a five-star. He's his fifth-best athlete in California on the composite, second-best wide receiver in America, 14th-best player in America, period. Okay? 6-2-205. What does, what does an acquisition like that, how far does it bump a, a, an overall grade of a recruiting class? He literally just turned 17. Wow. He literally just turned 17 like two weeks ago. And he's a senior. I mean, he's. Yeah, he's, he's not stupid. No, no, so. no, no, no. I did. No, I mean, it, like I turned 17 the summer before 
my my senior year, and I was one of the younger ones in my class. So I'm just, I'm just wondering how if they have different age cutoffs out in California or what, how however it works out. Well, I I I turned 17 the second day I was a senior. So. Okay. And it's, it's like a, a, a varsity blues. Yeah, we're going to hold them back a year. We get them a little bit bigger for freshman football. <laughs> That's yeah. the, obviously a different um, story because this, in, this, in fact, would be the opposite way. But, it was, but uh, yeah, continue. Just turned 17, so obviously he's got a very big decision to make, you know, and he's, you know, not even old enough to buy a lottery ticket yet. And, I, and I'm, pretty sure his, his, I'm pretty sure his coaches have signed off on Nebraska going because they've come a couple times. Um, you you wouldn't have a kid visit that many times, and still see in a school if you weren't serious about going to. Sure. What? And and I I don't like bringing up the past because you know breakups happen for a reason. But <sighs> what is I mean, if you're a high school coach or a parent, would would you say that there is? It, that it's a bit more attractive coming to to Nebraska now than say three years ago. In, in what regard? Uh, head coach. Like I mean, you know, you know exactly who these coaches are, their uh, styles of coaching, their, I guess, um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Their history. That's not the word I'm looking for, but their. You know, you know the story on on both these coaches. Obviously, Mike Riley, as we can see by his recruiting efforts, thinks that you know Lincoln's just as special as any place else, and that you can get you know big name players here. Bo, I believe, on record, even accidentally though, if this is my recollection, uh, you know, at one point stated that you can't. It's it's difficult to bring kids into Lincoln. Um, it's difficult to get flights. It's difficult to get kids to want to come on their dime and so on and so forth. And the thing about Bo, okay, at, at, at this time of the cycle, what would be happening is you'd be finding out whether or not you're in. You, you pretty much this time of the cycle, you find out whether your targets are in or not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what you're seeing right now, Nebraska's working playing bees and such like that. You know, different guys like the Gavin Holmes kid, the um, trying to think of a couple, the, the Hafiz kid, the corner Hafiz kid. Um, let's face it, those guys are playing, probably playing bees. I'm not saying they are playing bees, but they're probably playing bees. Because if you take Darnay Holmes over the Hafiz kid, yeah, you're going to do that. If you take uh, Elijah Blades over him, you probably do that. Um, where Bo got in trouble. Okay, and I'm going to get a lot of probably hate mail and hate comments, and I don't care. But where Bo got in trouble is Plan B's ended up being like kids that would have like two Mac offers or maybe one Power 5 offer or such like that where, you know, in the whole green scheme of things, you shouldn't have been taking because it was a, it was a reach to begin with. Okay. That was a tough thing. That was a tough thing. You, you, would, you would have a couple fall here and there on your on your lap, Breon Carnes. Um, and so on and so forth. But the norm was always take the kids that were probably really reaches that you shouldn't have been taking to begin with. And that completely falls on, um, that, that falls on planning, you know? And the one thing Nebraska's done so well since Mike Riley's been there 
their planning has been incredible. They plan that, you know, at this time, you know, you wouldn't normally have 15 commits looking for six, seven more, mm-hmm. you know, now, but to be honest, how many names are in the fire? There's about eight, nine names in the fire right now. Okay. Well, let's, let's face that. Um, you know, let's take an example, 2014. Okay. You got the good kids that you really wanted, the farmers, the, the gates, the, the newels and everything. And then you took reaches like Jariah Tolbert. Okay. The Trey Mosley's that are not there anymore. Hmm. DeAndre, DeAndre Wills, who never played it down in Lincoln. AJ Bush, who is currently riding the pine at Iowa Western. Glenn Irons never found the field. Lorenzo Stewart never came to Lincoln. Okay. Um, Cedric King, who's done little to nothing. Okay. Yeah, you got the Chris Joneses, who he's become a starter and such like that. Mm-hmm. And the Stolten, Stoltenberg, who has become a useful player and everything like that. But for all that, you have the um, – You the can Luke call Giffords. him a stud if you want to. I'm not even calling him a stud. You, you have the Joe Keels. You know, Joe Keels was the best, was the fifth best enrollee in the tw- in the 2014 class. Okay, if you if you put Joe Keels in the 2017 class, he's he's within one of the three worst players that Nebraska takes. So it's going after. Wait, let, let me double check. Let me double check that. Let me double check that. Would Would you say just in in, in simplified terms? Because I, you know. Recruiting to me is I know it's important, but it's it's very much over my head. It's when I when 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 EA Sports still made NCAA football, it was you know, and I had my program, it was one of the things that I dreaded doing every quote unquote week was recruiting. Would you say that and no disrespect to the players who are on the Nebraska football team right now, but would you say that this staff is going after better class a, a a better quality, you know, athlete. In, in I would say I would say that they're making sure there's a relationship there first and foremost. Okay, I would say that. Then they're keeping with it. That's one thing both staff did really not a good job of. They kept with it. They did not keep with relationships. Um, the staff keeps the relationships. Keeps, you know, you never hear. Well, I haven't heard from these guys for a long while. I haven't heard this. I've heard that. And everything like that. You know, and and I've talked about this at times, and it kind of made people mad the other day. You know, there are guys that probably could be processed in this class. You know, I mean, here's a couple names: um, Adam Taylor. Mm-hmm. Adam Taylor's been there in Nebraska for four years. I don't think he's played one regular offensive down. I, I don't think he has. Either. I know he's he's doing well he's on played- special teams. He's not played special teams in the last few games either. Huh. Okay. Now, take a kid like Adam Taylor. He's done well. He's going to get his degree. Okay. Is now, it really the meanest thing in the world to look at um Was he all-Texas? What's that? Was he an all-Texas football player or however the rankings are in he Texas? Was, he, was the, he was a 5A player of the year. He was a, he was a four-star kid so, that LSU wanted. But he hurt his ACL the year before senior year, Katie. But the one thing that everybody came enamored with him was that 
his senior his last game at Katy, which was the five AC championship, he ran for like three bills. I vaguely against... remember watching some of that up here. Don't ask me how. But here's the question. Here's what I ask. Is it mean to look at Adam Taylor, have his degree in hand, and say, you know what, thank you for your contribution? I don't think that's mean at all. I mean, he got, at the very least, he got his degree. He got a college education. He was on scholarship, so as far as I'm understanding things, it didn't cost him anything. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, uh, unless you're explicitly telling a a high school player, you know what, we're going to, we're going to, you know, strap the rocket to you and we're going to make you a thousand yard rusher. You're going to, you know, it, it, what what is it? Uh, I, I, I hear this from another podcast that's not football related. Um, but anyway, it, 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 long you're going to roll your eyes, but there might be one or two people out there who understand. Um and, and I'll be quite honest with you. It, it, it's a podcast I listen to all the time, um, but it's it's a pro wrestling podcast, and it's one of those things. They say, you know, when you get to the WWE, uh, and you sit down with Vince McMahon, he's not going to say, you know, we're going to put the the title on you or anything like that. He's like, we're going to give you an opportunity. And so I think that's what I'm sure that that's what you know happens in most high school kids, you know, family rooms around the country is. We're not going to put the rocket on you. We're not going to guarantee you a Heisman or national championship unless you go to Alabama, apparently. Um, but we're going to give you an opportunity. Is that fair to say? So, Do you think that's what most recruiting I think visits that's fair. are? Okay. I think that's the way it should be. I mm-hmm. mean, it doesn't ever become that way. It never, it's never perfectly that way. If, if the worst, so, if the, if, if, if all you get from your scholarship, your full ride scholarship to university of whatever, if, if the very least that you get is your degree in hand paid for, you still come out way ahead from a lot of people, you know? Your debt is little, legitimately less than 85, 90, 95% of the people that go to school next to you? Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to read off the 2013 class. Uh-oh, here we go. Ready? Uh-huh. You tell me if they contributed or not. Okay. Some are obvious, some are not. Terrell Newby. Okay. This is highest to lowest. Terrell yes. Newby. Did he, yes. He, did he fulfill being a four-star at Nebraska? I say yes. I would say if he had one more season like he had this season, I would have said yes. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Next guy. Now, this is in rankings, okay? Mm-hmm. We're going... Out the bottom ranking. Randy Gregory. Yes. Okay. I mean, Amy, he's not done anything. He, he'll never do anything at the Cowboys anymore, but yeah. Adam Taylor. No. No. Banderas. What was his ranking? He was a four star. He was the best player in Nebraska, 252nd best player in America. I'm going to say no, and that might be a little bit harsh, but I mean, he, he led the team in tackles for most of the season, but again, I think it was, it was a late bloomer, a yeah, late bloomer. Right. And I, I think you say the same about newbie. The difference being that newbie didn't steal bicycles. Very true. So I'm going to say player. no, I'm going to say no on Bando. Sorry, Bando. Next player, Stanton. No, no. 
Next player, Marcus Newby. You know what? Uh, four star or three? He was a French four. He, he, uh, I'm going to say no just because I think he had a lot of potential that didn't always get an opportunity. You know, situational. So I'm going to say no, but but it's not not because I don't like the kid. Now remember, he's probably he's. I think he's got one more year left. So okay, well we'll we'll wait and see. I think you're right, but we'll wait yeah. and see. He's he's a junior this year. Okay, I'm looking Richard. forward to it then. Next name. This is when it gets easy. Ready? AJ Natter. Who? Exactly. DJ Singleton. Nope. Exactly. David Keneal. Um, again, starter, starter, potential, but got outplayed and lost his spot. It's probably how I. I mean, also, I know he battled some injuries this year, but at the same time, even when he was healthy, I, I still think that uh, Whitaker or Conrad were playing better than him. All right, next name. And a guy that probably Nebraska misses a lot more than they want to admit. Courtney Love. Ooh. They, there were a lot of those guys who jumped ship, you know, and followed a particular coach here or there that I would have liked to have had back. So I'm going to say didn't work out for us, but that was not as – I mean, that wasn't fully, our, uh, you know, Nebraska's fault. I think you would have. I think it would have worked out – Pretty well for Nebraska in a Mike Riley situation, in with Trent Bray instead of Ross Ellis, mm-hmm. and that's just the honest guy truth. And I mean, you, you understand what I'm saying? It just it would have worked a lot better. It's just to me, I guess. Let me let me look. Well, I mean, in all fairness, I would have been a lot better linebacker under Trent Bray than Ross Ellis. So. Courtney Love this year it's, has this year 68 tattle, total tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss, one one. Did he have a fumble? Did. did he force a fumble? Because apparently our senior linebackers didn't do that ever. He recovered a fumble. Eh, is it just yeah. me? I mean, like I, I sit there and, and I look at him like, you know, we could use a turnover here, you know, like we got in that Minnesota game that I, you know, shared that tweet or I mean that text conversation, but man, last few years it seems just fumbles have been hard to come by from this defense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Next name, Malik Collins. Yes. Yes. Could Although, use him one more. By year. golly, yeah, I was gonna say by golly, I would have liked to have had him one more year. Zach Hannon. No. Definitely not. Next name, Seathan Carter. Yes. A kid that I did not want at Nebraska. Well, look because at you. I thought, I thought there were like three or four better tight ends, and, they, and, I, and I flat out said they settled for Seathan Carter. And look at him now. All hyperextending okay. his elbow for you, Bri. Nate Jerry. Yes. Greg Hartz. No. Kevin Gladney. No. Matt Finnan. 
<laughs> Stepdaddy Matt on Twitter. Or Stepdaddy Finnan on Twitter. Uh, no. Exactly. Boaz Joseph. No, but that was one that, you know, I think we had high we hopes for. Were, we thought they were going to work, yeah. Here's one that I know the answer to already. Dwayne Johnson. If you smell, no. This this is what this is how you answer Dwayne Johnson. Ready? He wasn't on the hundred and five the last two years when the season started. Mm-hmm. Ernest Settles. Nope. How about a nice wine punch, Kevin Maurice? Yes. Kevin Maurice has done better than they thought. Chongo. Oh, Chongo, I miss you so much. Um, I will say yes. No. no. Don't don't mock me, Brian. You can't take oh. away my love of Chongo. I don't think so. That's fine. You asked my opinion. And, I gave it. The last guy. The last guy is Gabe Miller. No. Well, I give Gabe a wash. He was hurt. Who is Gabe Miller? He was your long snapper that got injured. Okay, in that case, we can we'll we'll take Gabe Miller. That's the problem with a long snapper, man. They don't. You don't ever know him. Nobody nobody ever remembers a long snapper. But. The long snappers good. have like the longest careers, you know, in the All right, NFL. so this time next week, we're going to have a podcast. We're going to know who our opponent is. We're going to bitch about it, right? Right. Any speculation? I say we go to Nashville. You know what? If it was Nashville, and, and here's the thing. If it were Nashville and it was two years ago, I'd be there. Nashville, now with a who will be one month or one-year-old son, I'm not going to be able to attend. That being said, I, I would really like to. Um, I know that the... By the way, if you don't listen to the Big Red Cobcast, you probably should. Uh, they were speculating and even hoping that it was, I believe, the Outback Bowl in LSU. I don't think. I, I think. I think Nebraska losing to Iowa kind of screws them on the Outback. That's what they they did say that that there's a chance Iowa uh, sneaks ahead of Nebraska based on the head to head, but knowing that Nebraska travels better. You know that they they mentioned it as a possibility. I, I'm just rehashing things that you already heard yeah. earlier in the week, folks. And, and to be fair, I'm okay with Nashville. I mean, there's there. Let's face it the the, the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve, the Big Ten, some of the some of the bowl alignments with the Big Ten can't suck enough anyway. He, Nashville's drivable from Lincoln. Oh sure. Okay. Nashville's only a few hours, or you know, just a couple hours away from me. And considering that there are no Rams in St. Louis anymore, if I want to see the Steelers, it's going to be either Nashville or Indianapolis probably. Maybe Chicago if I get a wild hair on my butt. I hope I don't have a wild hair on my butt. Brian? Everybody, I think we just lost Brian. That's official. We just lost Brian. Brian didn't want to hear about any more wild hairs. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. You've heard our thoughts, and we're almost at uh, about 45 minutes now or so. So um, we'll see you next time. And like you said, like or like Brian said, uh, when you hear this, we'll know who the Big Ten champ was. We'll know who Nebraska will have in the bowl game, unless that Navy game situation, that American uh, bowl trophy, that uh, you know that that might throw a wrench into things but we'll have a better idea next week and uh, in the meantime remember that five heart is all the heart you need go big red 
This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.